coming up on the Branding Deep Dive podcast. Walk into a session, you'll see you'll see the coaches there. There's always led by a coach. Um, and I use the word coach and not trainer because they're not just nagging at you. Come on, come on, come on. They're walking you through it. They're understanding what you have on in life. And um, they understand what you're like. Maybe you have any injuries. Maybe you have any fears, um, et cetera, et cetera. So they generally will coach you through whatever you have going on in, in life. This is Ahmed Chima, and welcome to the Branding Deep Dive podcast. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we have in-depth discussions about what brands are doing well to drive customer loyalty and how you can take those principles and apply them to your own brand. Today, we're talking to Isa Ghalib. Isa has been an athlete for pretty much his whole life. He was a wrestler in high school, then he transitioned into bodybuilding, and for the past few years, he has been a CrossFit athlete. Oh, and did I mention he's also an ISSA certified personal trainer? In this episode, we dive deep into the perception of CrossFit, what makes CrossFit different from your average gym, building community, and some of the other projects that he's working on. If you're looking to learn how to build an engaged community, this episode is a must listen. Now, here's Isa Ghalib. For the audience that may not be familiar with who you are uh, and what you've been up to, can you give a brief introduction? Um, my name is Isa. I am a 22-year-old nursing student. Um, now I should say nursing student. Truthfully, I've all I've been all over the place, just like I guess many people uh, my age or older, younger, give or take. Um, live in Dearborn, Michigan, where um, I try my best to uh, be involved in the community. I was born and raised in this community, and it's uh, something really important to me to give back to this community in terms of community service um and that entails to like you know religious work fitness work spiritual work all of the above anything that can truly benefit and better the community i'm all in for it awesome so uh i listened to your podcast episode with ruffy on 2325 fitness Uh, podcast so i know you're also a certified trainer is that is that correct yeah, yeah. So uh, years ago, I I've gone through that, and then um, I was I was uh, pursuing an exercise phys degree over at Wayne State. Oh, okay. Do um, you do you still do like personal training? I do. I do out in my garage. I do. Oh, nice. And then um, I know that whole episode was about CrossFit, and and I I do yeah. want to get into absolutely CrossFit a little bit. Let's let's start there, and then I definitely want to touch on uh, community work as well. So. Uh, CrossFit, and again, this podcast is about branding, uh, and what I think of, and my perception uh, about CrossFit is that um, most people can't, like, it's not for most people, it's like a very, it's almost as if, like, and I know you're probably going to wince and be like, oh man, like, what is this guy hating on my, hating on my sport, or... I'll wait, I'll wait. (laughs) So, what I'm getting at is, like, the perception out there for the people that don't do CrossFit, oftentimes is not the most positive, right? And what I mean by that is more like, uh, it's almost like, you know, the bodybuilders and the, uh, you know, just kind of just people that do cardio are like the jocks and then like CrossFit are like the nerds, right? Is yeah. that is that is that an accurate uh, perception-wise? Yeah. Um, sure. And then, so I guess my question is, is that an accurate perception and why do you think that perception exists um truthfully wholeheartedly respectfully all love no it is not uh an accurate perception in terms of i can argue and i believe a lot of my uh, crossfit friends and coaches will argue crossfit is for everybody um i think it's easier to do crossfit than it is to do bodybuilding Hmm. and the reason why is um you know going kind of piggybacking off one of the questions you ask is uh, community, right? CrossFit's all about community. We've mm. all gone to a typical commercial gym. Maybe that was, you know, like a Planet Fitness, LA, Lifetime, or even like a university gym, because I know a lot of universities have that. You walk in, you know, you look over your right, you see the guy in the in the, in the tank top or the stringer who just looks jacked, and you look at yourself and you're like, oh, that kind of <laughs> sucks. Or someone who just looks, truthfully, just looks better than you do, right? 
And it's really hard, you know, either A, some people that'll inspire people. And if that does inspire you, I would say you are from the selected few and kudos to you. But if you're anything like most, including myself, sometimes that does demotivate you because, you know, you're trying so hard and it's like, dang, this guy looks a lot better than me. And walking in, walking into that can be, can be tough because you're by yourself. A lot of times, if you do have a friend or partner who's working out with you, that definitely is better. But the beauty of CrossFit is it's a community-based thing. CrossFit's not easy, right? Some of the workouts are brutal. And we all walk into, a, I guess the lingo is we all walk into the box, the CrossFit box. or the, We say a box. Gym has four walls, right? So the box. Mm-hmm. We all walk into the box and... We all have one. We all have many different goals, but the the common goal is to be more fit, right? You know, person A might want to look good for this occasion or this and this, but the goal for most of us is longevity. We want to be we want to be healthy for as long as possible, and um, we want to be fit as possible. And my personal opinion is fitness is so much more than aesthetics. It's so much more than just looking good. It's also about, you know, what, how you feel, you know? So, um, to bring that back to, you know, full circle is yes or no. Um, I, 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 uh, I, I actually do. I truly believe CrossFit is for everyone. Hmm. I think you, you kind of highlighted, um, why it may be that the perception is there. Right. And I think it all comes back to, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just kind of reading between the lines of what you're saying is bodybuilding, there's such a focus on the aesthetic. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of these other things, uh, whereas over here the focus is longevity and more functional fitness, uh, making sure that you're healthy, right? And so I think the perception everyone is looking at, I want to look good, right? And so most people aren't thinking about, oh, I just want to be healthy. There are people, right? Like, But really when people are getting into fitness, I would say the majority of the time it's like, oh, I need to lose some weight so I can look good on the beach or whatever it may be. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. Do you think that plays into it? Just like the, the focus on health and functional fitness over aesthetics in the perception? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah then, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say because like Instagram is filled with like these uh, uh, athlete fitness trainers, right? And it's right. 100% about aesthetics, right? Like absolutely. It's, it's very clear. So absolutely, um, yeah. So I mean, it's in the name itself, right? Bodybuilding. It's not. It's not called body fitness, right? It's legit called bodybuilding, right? So it's legit. We walk into the gym, we build our body, we leave. Um, it's. I always find it funny where you you know you go to a bodybuilder, your typical bodybuilder, right? Again, there's always exceptions, but you're like, hey, let's go, let's do some cardio, and they're always like, oh, cardio, I hate it. I only do five minutes, or their cardio is sitting in a sauna, or their cardio is lifting weights, right? Um. But it's funny. So I've done I've done bodybuilding for a very long time, and truthfully, I still wholeheartedly love it. I do definitely love the pump. Um, but the way I've transitioned over the years is I supplement my fit my CrossFit with bodybuilding, where mm-hmm. I'll do CrossFit maybe four to six times a week, and then I'll do bodybuilding. I'll I'll supplement that into the into my um into my CrossFit training. Now the reason why is um, you know what worked for me over the years. I've always found it I've always found it tough to um to uh sustain a certain aesthetic look, right? Um I wrestled I wrestled throughout high school and wrestling was something really, really important to me. And I know maintaining a certain weight was a very, very difficult. And I can I'm I'm using two examples here. Um it was very, very difficult. And I and I, I kind of think of the same thing about bodybuilding. It's really difficult, at least again, personally speaking for me whereas a crossfitter at doing crossfit i was able to um i was able to eat a little bit more my calorie intake increased because i was training as an athlete and not as a bodybuilder if that makes sense so i wasn't Mm. there there's a difference in the two right one is simply aesthetics one is more performance based and functional based and just based off that those are two separate goals and that alone will also determine what the amount of food you are eating, um, you know, to supplement your training. You know, it's interesting. I think some of our audience may be thinking, like, why are we talking about fitness on a branding podcast? But really, there's there's a lot of parallels in branding and and just the fitness fitness journey and uh, just you know in, in general. So Absolutely. one of the things that we see is like 
focusing too much on bodybuilding is almost like in the branding space, focusing too much on design or your messaging or just the aesthetics, right? Whereas if your business is not actually, or your brand, well, if it's you yourself, if you're not actually providing some value and you know putting something of value into the world, it doesn't matter how nice it looks, right? It doesn't really matter. And so um, it's really important to, you know, actually have some function, right? And so decide what that is and work towards that consistently. Uh, next thing I wanted to ask you is, do you know, and I might be putting you on the spot if you don't know the answer, we need to skip Balance. this one. Do you know why it's called CrossFit? Um, Truthfully, I don't, uh, but I would think because there is a the goal of cross is functional fitness, and we we kind of cross over multiple things, right? We we we'll do multiple types of cross training that will overall help shape or help um you know reach that goal of longevity. You know um mm. you know people you know for example a simple exercise like deadlifts, right? A lot of people are anti deadlifts, but I can argue you deadlift every single day. You pick up groceries, you pick up the kid, you pick up your you, your pet, you pick up your backpack. That's a that's a form of deadlift, whether people like it or not. You know, mm-hmm. um, you uh, you know, you're when you lunge. There's certain there's certain like functionality of of CrossFit that translates or you know it carries over into your day your day uh, your day to day life, and that's where I think the name. This is my personal opinion, or I guess what I kind of get at it is. Where that's where the name CrossFit comes at is CrossFit. You're we're doing a lot of cross training. I'm sure you heard the term cross training. That yeah. word's used a lot. Uh, they, people use it a lot. Um, so that's that's my um my assumption on the name. Even, even if it's not accurate, right? Like the branding isn't necessarily about what they thought it was or what they envisioned. Is if you have that, that's you know the brand lies in the user's head, right? So and you don't necessarily have control of what they think about it. You just can influence it. So absolutely. Um, one of the things you mentioned here was the community aspect of it. Can you walk us through like just uh, like going to CrossFit, like you go to a CrossFit session. Um, let's say you go alone. You don't have anyone with you. How does that right. work? How do they bring you into the community? Uh, and I want to touch on community a lot because Number one, it's a good transition to the next topic of community. But um, number two is nowadays, and there's we're moving past brands. In the past, what we could do is you have a box of peanut butter, you have any commodity product, right? And you can just have a nice slogan on it. There you go. You got your brand and people are going to buy it. Nowadays, it's not that simple. You can't just have a nice logo on a commodity, like an average product and expect sales, right? And so one of the triggers, one of the... Um, ways to build a loyal fan base's community. And and I think CrossFit right. has done an incredible job of having a group of raving fans that talk about everywhere they go, right? Which is probably part of the perception thing too, why people Absolutely. think they're so weird. But um, yeah, like, can you talk through how uh, the community works? It's, I really like that that um, that question of like, it has to be more than, I, kind of, I think Simon Sinek has a book called Starting with a Why. And he talks about, you know, your why, 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 right? Um, and I think that's big. I think that's, that. I like to use that, um, I, you know, carrying off, um, carrying on with that, the topic of, or your podcast is like branding, right? People will buy into the brand, but I think people buy more into the why. Why are you buying this product? Why are you doing what you do? Why do, why do we do CrossFit, right? Or, um, and, you know, again, one of the things like, you know, is the community. Um, there's a slogan that, that, that a lot of CrossFit gyms, um, go by it's come for the challenge challenge and stay for the community. Because like I said, CrossFit is like, um, like the next time you're in town, we'll, we'll, we'll do a session together. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not something really easy. It's not something overly difficult. I won't, I, I don't want to, you know, turn people away from that, but fitness in general is, is uncomfortable right to be honest if you want to pursue growth you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable and it's really easy to get uncomfortable with people who are willing to get uncomfortable with you mm. see mm. so like you see you see, there's that was a lot of uncomfortables there but uh, <laughs> um 
and, and, and what you like about it is you so walking into a CrossFit gym for those that live in uh, Michigan. I'm a I, I go I uh, I'm a member over at CrossFit Eight Mile in Livonia. I've been there for this March will be three years, and I'm I'm I've always been a person that if I don't like something or I don't like I don't see results or I don't like the why of the gym or the people there, I would simply just respectfully move on with life, right? But everything about that gym held me on for three years and hopefully more. Um, walk into a session, you'll see you'll see the coaches there. There's always led by a coach. Um, and I use the word coach and not trainer because they're not just nagging at you. Come on, come on, come on. They're walking you through it. They're understanding what you have on in life. And um, they understand what you're like. Maybe you have any injuries. Maybe you have any fears, um, et cetera, et cetera. So they generally will coach you through whatever you have going on in in life um the beauty of crossfit is that for the most part you'll walk into any given class and you'll see your your um your athletes in terms of um competition you'll you'll see your competitors who want to do it for um competition and then you'll see your people who treat it for fitness and then you'll see your 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 45 year old soccer moms who are doing it to in between uh you know school pickups You'll see, you'll see all walks of life. Like the first crossfit workout I, I've ever done, I got whooped by a sixty-five-year-old man. Like just wrecked me. Um, and it was really, it was really uh, inspiring to see that all, truthfully, all walks of life, um, in 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 a crossfit gym, um, get along and have that same common goal. So uh, that one of the the one of the the the, the reasons I stick with crossfit is to witness everyone truly reach their um their goals you know it's, it's really inspiring to uh to see people do that as a as a community you know so do you know a lot of the people that are like do they introduce you to themselves or like how does it like how does it, I, I guess like when you walk in as a newbie in the gym right like you you can get away with going to a gym for like three years and not knowing anyone there absolutely right? at, at crossfit like do they make it deliberate so that you introduce yourself to people and you know like how does that how does that work so so most crossfit gyms are based off of classes led by a coach Mm, right and um when you enter crossfit like when you enter a crossfit gym you're coming there to do crossfit if that makes sense you're not coming there to do yoga or bodybuilding or whatever the case may be although they might supplement that into crossfit but the the you're doing crossfit right so they know a lot of people in fact most people don't know what crossfit is so uh, many gyms do something called um a ramping or like an on-ramp or they'll call it like an element where you'll spend a few days with the coach one-on-one and they'll walk you through the movements like over at crossfit eight mile we have something called elements and elements is three days, or when I when I did it, it was three days with the coaches, one on one, and we walked through the movements. We walked through any uh, any pre existing injuries, any questions I had, and then after that, they um you know we went over more of like the technical movements if you if you will, especially with a, like a barbell, like um the clean and jerk or the snatches, and then they like again eased your fears, answered your questions of anything that you might feel intimidated by. And then after you do that, then you transition into a class. And the beauty of that actually happened last night, that whenever you attend the class, and if you're the new person in the class, everyone will, um, you know, coach will be like, hey, everyone, let's welcome Issa. He's a new member. Mm. More likely, you will have people come up to you. And I legit remember the first people that came up to me, like day one, um, Ray, Elena. Like I remember these people by name um, that legit came up to me, introduced herself. And until this day, it's, they're some of the greatest people I've met, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things that on this season of the podcast is a recurring theme is that there's always room for personalized service. And it sounds like what you're saying is that, you know, like when we look at fitness as a whole, right, if, if you were to just create a gym and try to compete with LA Fitness, like good luck, you know what I mean? Like yeah, lifetime fitness. Absolutely. Like, yeah, great. You know, good luck. All the power to you if you could do it. Awesome. But like one of the things that differentiates CrossFit is what it sounds like is number one is the having coaches, not trainers. Uh, and if I'm getting this right, you're saying that these are people that are personalized based on understanding your story, where you're at, that help you get to your goals. 
Um, and then number two is that community feel, right? And then um, really, uh, I think what you're touching on is that everyone has the same goal there and you get to meet people that are on the same journey, Not, like the same goal at a high level, right? They want to be more Absolutely. healthy and fit. And then uh, just watching each other grow, knowing that, hey, all these people are on this caravan with me uh, is just super inspiring and keeps you going. So I think the lesson here for the audience is that Really, like, focus on personalizing your service, whatever space you're in, and there's always going to be opportunity, right? Like, getting people to their goals is the the way to do it. And I think one of the things that most small businesses fail at is that uh, when they're telling their story or when they're trying to communicate their value, they focus on themselves as the hero, right? They're like, oh, you know, we do this so great, we do that. Whereas what you should be doing is, hey, we're going to help you get to your goals, right? And CrossFit, that's absolutely. what it's about uh, from what I'm getting at. I'm, I'm speaking no, like I've been there, but I haven't. <laughs> no, by all means, I love it. It's funny that you say that, that um, the owner of CrossFit 8 Mile, his name is Nick Kerrigan, and Nick is probably one of the greatest men I've met in my life. Um, there has been definitely times where when I first joined a CrossFit gym, I knew that I wanted to do it competitively. So I kind of wanted it to do it more than the, the you know the average Joe, if you will. And there has been times where I'm just like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I think I'm gonna go like I don't know, go wrestle for a week and whatever the case may be. Or I think I'm gonna go do a bodybuilding session with some buddies." Nick would be like, "All right, by all means, go ahead and do that." But remember, that's not your goal. You we we talked and discussed that your goal was to be an elite CrossFitter, mm. and if you do anything other than this, you are you know you are in a sense, like putting an obstacle in it. For instance, if I said, hey, my fitness today is going to be playing basketball, great, by all means, you got to sweat. Maybe you increase some cardio, but how's that working on your Olympic cleans? How's that working on pacing? How's that working on anything? So, like, I really enjoy that um, in terms of, you know, you talk to these coaches and you say, that was just my personal goal. Another person might have, you know, they, they have a weight loss journey. Another person might just want to simply feel better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there definitely has been, there, there have been times in life where like, I didn't show up to the gym for a couple days and the owner will text me like, Hey, you haven't, you haven't showed up in two weeks. Oh, like, wow. What's going on? And I'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, here I am trying to make an excuse for myself. I'd be like, Hey, yeah, you know, I'm going through a rough patch or, you know, I, uh, I'll be back like whatever. He'll be like, all right, great. See you at 4 PM in the gym. And then it'll <laughs> just be, it'll just be me and him alone. Or, uh, or he'll invite me to, like, like his garage and we've done that before. And he'll be like, all right, buddy. In the middle of the workout, he's like, so what's going on in life? What do you want to talk about? And um, and I really appreciate that because, again, I don't see the manager of owner at LA Fitness or a lifetime ever coming up mm. to be like, hey, how's school going? You know, like, how are things in this and family, whatever. And truthfully, you don't cross – being part of a cross community truthfully allowed me to uh, – build those relationships and build those connections. Wow. I, I, I love what you're saying. I love it because that's what community is, right? Like right. you have Absolutely. to care about people, right? Like, and I think people may think, Hey, I'm going to start a community and it's not as simple as just putting people in a group, right? Like you have to right. actually invest time in your community. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is now you've done your personal fitness training and then you've experienced this, uh, you know, the, the coaches at CrossFit, um, have you, is there a distinct difference in the way you approach working with clients based on the, you know, the two things or is it like in personal, as a personal trainer, did you get a lot of the, Hey, how do you hold people accountable? Or was it more just, you know, Hey, go, go, go. Um, it was definitely accountability. I actually have a client who I had to stop seeing and he was loaded. Money was not an issue for him. He was legit loaded, but um, he wasn't. He was someone who wanted to put on. He's a runner, so he was really thin, and he wanted to put on muscle. And I actually had a client, and I had to tell him, um, "Hey, I gotta stop seeing you, man, because you're not like you're not as serious as I am, I am about this." And um, it was kind of a strategy I used. I don't know if it was the best one, but I kind of like <laughs> remotivated him, and he he became one of my better clients. But. Um, I always like session one is always, Hey, let's sit down. Let's get to know each other. If I don't know the person, um, and talk about your goals. If it's, uh, if it, if it's in, I, I was saying a lot of my background is wrestling, at least <laughs> some of my, my sport, uh, my athletics was. So, um, if I do train a wrestler or wrestlers, I know 
I know pretty much what we need to work on in terms of fitness. Now, the wrestling aspect is something that happens on the map, but with the weight, it's a different because now we are we are training uh, solely for the sake of wrestling and not aesthetics, but wrestling, right? Functionality. Um, football players, right? Uh, there's a big thing if you're if you've you've been reading. Football players tend to train like bodybuilders and not football players because what are biceps? What? How is a bicep curl going to transition onto a football field? I can argue it's not going to. You know what I mean? Um, unless you're a running back and you're holding the ball up high, maybe that's me. Maybe giving you the benefit of the doubt. But um, to to kind of answer the question of how I train clients, it's always what do you want? And I have my methodology of training. Um, and if it fits in that methodology, by all means, let's 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 do this. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't, if if a swimmer comes into my into my little garage and like, hey, I want to be a better swimmer, I'll be like, all right, buddy, we might have to like send you out, you know, because like truthfully, that's not my expertise. Um, I I that's a true story. I've had a friend who wanted to be a better swimmer. I'm just like, I'd love to help you. Um, but I I it's it's a, it was a hard no because you know that's opportunity for um for for like getting paid and opportunity for like marketing etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think the better decision was sending him to someone else and um and um hopefully you know hope that he'll 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 succeed there but that's how i kind of train i always ask the pay uh my client i should say um what their goals are and if it fits into the my methodology and the way i train then by all means let's do it mm-hmm. yeah i think that's uh one of the things that people that are too focused on the short term do Absolutely. is they don't realize that sometimes saying no is the best thing you can do, right? Like if it's not a good fit, it's going to be, you know, like a mental burden. It depends on what the situation is, right? But like oftentimes that can lead to a really sour taste in the mouth for both you as the person doing the service and then also the client. So um, really important lesson there. Um, I wanted to ask how the payment model works. And I, I, I'm not asking because I'm trying to like sign up right now, but I'm, no. I'm interested in well, how, I mean, how they're differentiating from like the gym or is it the same type of model? Um, or like, how do you actually, how does, you know, the, how do you, in terms of, of in terms of the way as I, I, the way I charge as a session or CrossFit memberships? Cro- well, let's do both. Yeah. CrossFit. So CrossFit, Simply, it's a membership. Um, most gyms, it's, a, it's like a membership base. Um, now, in terms of the actual amount, since every gym has a different amount, um, and these are these are most gyms, most CrossFit gyms, I should say, um, are private owned. So they are definitely a bit more than your typical gym, right? Mm. I think Lifetime Fitness for a commercial gym might be your most expensive gym in terms of like a $70 membership. Most CrossFit gyms and most jiu-jitsu gyms or yoga studios or cycle bars or cycle studios, most gyms that are individually owned or private, privately owned, tend to have a higher price. So I I, I can't really give you a number on that, but um that uh it all depends on I guess I guess the, the owner of the gym, you know. Hmm. Um, my my personal training. I uh I worked I worked at gyms throughout undergrad and throughout like, high, like coming out of high school, and um, I always seemed that personal training at gyms was really overpriced. I, it was really really difficult to sell a person, especially and something that I like to do is I like to uh, put myself in the person's shoes. Like I'm a twenty two year old twenty two year old kid, and that's to be honest, like. A lot of those prices, I'm just like, yeah, I can't sustain a personal trainer for that long. That's just too too much. So when I was brand, when I was uh, you know starting my training, I was thinking about a price point that I know that most people can afford and that can sustain. But going back to what I was saying, at most gyms, they had a hard stop of either 30 minutes, 60 minutes, or 90 minutes. And for like a 30 minute session, you were looking at, looking between 40 to 60 dollars, and then each session increased per the gym you're at. If you're at a nicer end gym, then you would probably pay more. If you're at a middle-class gym, then sure. And then a lower gym, you know, you pay for what you get for. So the way I, um, the, the way I kind of, um, I kind of went about my, my sessions is a, what's something that I know is pretty realistic knowing that 
personal training is a premium, like a premium um, service. It's not, it's not a membership, right? It's not, you're not going to walk in and do whatever you want and walk out. You're having someone watch you. You're having someone coach you. You have someone guide you. Do all the thinking for you, right? Um, and then I was thinking, um, what's something that I could benefit as well in terms of what goes into my pocket? It's very difficult to set to sell a sixty seventy dollar uh, 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 price package. If I, it's very difficult to do that, and then it makes it even more harder hard, if you will, knowing that I'm only getting twenty bucks out of it. Mm. Why not? Why not sell a package for twenty twenty five bucks to a kid that I know can afford it, and that's going straight to my pocket versus a sixty like a sixty thirty cut or a sixty forty. I know my math, huh? 60-40 or 70-30 <laughs> cut with, with a gym. You know what I mean? So um, that's something I like to... Uh, I, this is the way I kind of... Honestly, I had, I had a friend. I had a friend, who a great friend of mine, who who is a phenomenal trainer. So much better than I ever than I am. And he was big on that. He was, well, I give them, you know, meaning these big, like, corporations. And by all means, there's nothing wrong with it. But, like, if if we... I, 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 was, luck, I was lucky and I was blessed to have a space, my garage... To um to train people, keep training the price of training at a lower price point where people would be willing to come back, and I'm actually benefiting more out of it because I'm not that money is not going towards someone else; it's going straight mm. to my pocket. Mm. Let me ask you this: I I know we haven't talked in a while, so this is probably oh, just me means. not not um, being caught up. But I, I from what I've seen, and like I'm not on Instagram too often. I honestly I only go on when I have to push my stuff. Right. And then the other platforms are not on at all. So my question for you is, are you pushing your personal training? Um, Like, how are you? Is that something you're focused on growing? Um, yes and no. So no, I, I'm, I haven't been, I haven't been as much. Um, the clients I do have are like just like a a couple that, that, that have been with me since like, um, Honestly, since other gyms, like I legit have a client that said, hey, I'm no longer working at this gym. I'm going to do my own thing. You're more than welcome to follow. And he followed, you know, oh, okay. um, it's, it's really cool because with that client legit started with a, a jump rope in my backyard. Now we have a full flood gym in the garage, you know, oh, um, wow. so that was that was really cool and really, uh, you know, inspiring for that, that he kept that, you know, he held on. But I do have aspirations of um, of combining um, spirituality and, and fitness, right? So I, I, if, I don't know if you ever, you were following about, about, I think it was in November, 2019 or 2020, I launched, it was, it was, it wasn't successful in terms of longevity, but I launched something called Mutman Fit, right? Yep. I remember that. Yeah. And, um, and it's still something I'm very, very passionate about. And actually it's funny that that it's been brought up because it's something that I'm actually re uh, revamping, if you will, kind of mm. refiguring out what I want from this. But um, that's the goal. The goal is to push that, and not just fitness, because um, there, there's I have bigger goals of that, and that times that times that ties into me as a Muslim. You know, mm. that's really cool. Uh, is that still? I don't know if the page is active. Is it still like available? Like if people went to it, can they? Uh, it's, it's 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 under it's, it's definitely under construction right now. Um, it I okay. believe it's still active, but I don't think there's any posts on. It. I think I uh, I didn't want to just have it and leave it empty. Like I've always said, like if I'm gonna commit to something, I want to give it my hundred percent my all. And I know, excuse me, I know that I wasn't giving it my all, so I was like, okay, um, we'll come back to this. It's something that I definitely will come back to. Um, not an excuse, more much more of a figure out what you want with this, figure out your niche, figure out how you're gonna use it. Cause I say that I want it to be a community community thing. So mm-hmm. I'm um, you know, with a group of friends figuring out how we wanna make this uh, more communal based. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, do you mind I, I know you're probably still in the planning phases. Uh, no, so maybe you're not um, ready to uh share, but um, No, by all means. For for the audience that may be interested uh, do you, like, how are you thinking through some of these things, right? Like, uh, for example, you just brought up finding your niche, right? Like, and then also like what kind of content goes, uh, like, who are you trying to reach? Uh, what kind of goals you have, right? It, it sounds like you right, want well, someone that is Muslim, right? That wants to be fit. That's what I'm getting so far, but, uh, yeah. what else are you thinking through here? It's, it's a little bit of both. Right? So as a Muslim, so I, you know, I, I am Muslim and, um, it's something that I truthfully do want 
the Muslim community at a whole to be better about in terms of fitness and health, right? But it, it applies to all types of religions and all types of followers, if you will, right? Um, we can look at most religions. I, I I can't attest to any other religions, but I can attest to Islam and our religion or uh, the religion I follow in general. Um, is um, we always talk about pursuing, you know, the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, and you know his companions in terms of uh, in terms of spirituality, right? In 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 religion. But I've never, I mean, not not recent. No, actually, I will say for the most part, I really haven't heard someone say, eat right like the Prophet Muhammad. I don't think I've ever heard that in my life. I've never heard someone say, hey, be strong like Abu, uh, be strong like Omar or Hamza. Like, I've never heard, like, for those who are following and know who these companions were, like, their description of these men were, you know, for a lack of better terms, they were jacked. They were, they were, they were athletes, you know, like these descriptions of who these men were. And I'm like, huh, like we really aren't, we're, we're really, you know, we hear these, these, um, you know, these hadiths, uh, what's a, what's a, a translation for like these sayings, if you will, um, of, you know, eat. Or we, the famous one is keep your belly one third air, one third food, one third water, right? So like, don't overstuff yourself. And then I had him look. Yeah, by all means, we do it. But do we truly practice that? You know, is that is that something we just say? Um, our our uh, is our are, are the local leaders preaching fitness in the mosques as they should be? Because truthfully, I think it's important. Um, and kind of combining to America as a whole. Um, like in nursing school, we're, we're learning all about hypertension right now, you know, and, mm. um, and the big thing that I just wrote a paper about it on is the lifestyle change. Most people, they don't make the lifestyle change. The lifestyle change is when you're diagnosed with hypertension, it's let me take this pill and call it a day. Number one is number one for preventative medicine is exercise and, uh, and diet. Right. But we aren't doing that, you know, as a country, as Muslims, as, uh, as humans, as non-Muslims, as whatever the case may be, like all of the above, we we aren't doing that as well as we should. But going tying back into Mu'min Fit is um, there is a pro a very powerful um, uh, saying, if you will. I don't know if proverb will be a, a better term, but there's a saying that in Arabic for those who follow along is Al Mu'min Al Qawi Khairun Wa Aqrab Illallah Min Al Mu'min Al and it translates to the stronger believer is more beloved and closer to God than the weaker believer. And what, when I took this, there's no doubt this means spirituality in your God consciousness, your relationship with God. No doubt that the stronger believer is in terms of more, I guess, faith is closer to God than the weaker believer, right? But the beauty of this is that you can look at this through multiple lenses. You can look at this through financial health, um, spiritual health, um, relationships. And where Mu'min Foot comes in is physical health. Hmm. That if I treat my body longer, I can prostrate to my Lord longer than a person who does it. Simple, right? Um, you know, Shima, you know, uh, growing up Muslim, I'm sure you, you've, uh, you've walked into a mosque and you just see like if a man sitting in a chair praying that you're just like, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Not by all means. I mean, I understand it happens, but sometimes that guy is like 40 years old and you're like, but you're only 40 and you're, and this is your condition. Like, Fitness and spirituality, I do believe, is a powerful thing if we combine the two. And um, there are definitely people in the Muslim community doing it. Um, but I still want to figure out, I'm still figuring out how I can do it and how I can, um, you know, add my niche to that and, uh, you know, thrive through that aspect. That's awesome. I was, uh, I'm super inspired right now. I feel like I got to do like 30 push-ups right now. <laughs> no, you're, 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 that's awesome. <laughs> I think one of the things that when we are starting projects, a lot of times I'll speak for myself, right? We start it because we're passionate about something, right? And what is important to understand is you can be passionate about something, but if you're not solving a problem, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? And so what you're doing here is solving a real problem. Number one, you know, obesity, um, and, and, you know, just the different diseases that are out there. I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to, I don't want to butcher any names or anything like that. And then the number two is the spiritual aspect, right? Like there's a real, um, spiritual void for a lot of people that is uh, out there as Absolutely. well. So 
I think this is a really, really cool project, really cool initiative. Um, I'm hoping by the time this is released, uh, Moment Fit is out and available and they can check it out. Um, if it is, we will link it in the description and you guys can check it out. Uh, but if it's not, then just, uh, you know, follow Isa and he will keep you updated. Um, last couple of things I want to talk about. I did want to talk about community a little bit. I know you are, uh, very involved in your community, uh, locally. I just wanted to talk about a lot of times when people are starting out, getting into community service and getting into doing something, they can find it, uh, to be frustrating because a lot of times it takes time to actually, you know, the service to actually, you know, depending on what you do to see the results that right. you're looking for. Right. Um, and so there's a question is, how are you thinking through the, like, maybe you can share some of the things that you're working on, um, or not, if you're not comfortable, but, uh, yeah. How are you thinking through that initial, like getting started? Uh, and then how do you keep yourself motivated through that to kind of carry on with the service, uh, and not just focus too much on the, the results in the short term? Um, no, I think that's a, that's, a, that's an awesome question. I think where, um, you know, you kind of, kind of like backtracking here, you mentioned about like being really passionate and people will buy into your passion where I failed the first time around was I was very, very passionate. Didn't, didn't necessarily have a proper plan in terms of my five year plan. I'm I remember mm-hmm. my buddy, great friend, the guy who actually did my logo. Um, he legit said, so what's your plan? I was like, Oh, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> and he's like, he asked me, Hey, so what's the plan? He's like, you're still figuring it out, huh? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I am. And that's something I wish like, Young and naive, Isa went wrong. Um, but it's a learning lesson, you know. But the the challenge I do, I think I am having, is breaking the narrative of fitness and going to the gym, going to work out, going to et cetera, et cetera. There has been a time in my life, and this is very, very recent, I would say the last two, three years, I had to look at my parents and look at my mom, look at my dad, and I'll say, guys, I love you. But the gym isn't a place I go to have fun. Like it's not some. I need you to stop thinking that it's a place of fun. If I don't go to the gym, I am not staying healthy. And I, I tell I tell this to my parents all the time. I treat the gym as brushing my teeth. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Like if I brush my, if I don't brush my teeth in the morning, it's number one. It's, I feel like crap, right? Because you're always like nosing that with your mouth, right? Yeah, you're always yeah. trying to feel like what you have on your teeth. Um. I just, I, you just don't feel right. You know what I mean? You don't feel good. And basically, the, the, the analogy here is that it should be something that you do regularly. It is, it is not something that you should be doing um, occasionally. You know, and I, I, the thing I always like to say is, notice people will post on social media their healthy, their healthy meals more than their junk meals because the healthy meal is not the norm. Mm. See what I'm saying? So like most of the time people are posting a healthy meal, not the burger and fries they're eating every day because the burger and fries is the norm and the healthy meal is not, you know, it's just fine. But I'm, no, it's not fine. It's something we're working for as a community. But I guess the challenge here being from Dearborn, Michigan, D, be living in an Arab, um, an Arab populated city, if you will, or a very heavily uh, Arab populated city, if you will, um, it's, it's breaking that 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 stereotype of fitness is not we don't have time for it you're you're you know there's not there's not enough time in the day it's not important et cetera et cetera why would I do this when you know i have i had the issue with a lot of people um and i think may, maybe it comes from you know me being the son of immigrants maybe they don't they never seen that um i don't know maybe um Maybe maybe there are some people in the you know in different communities, different like I guess foreign communities or the Daisy community. Maybe it is like that in the same way. But in terms of like us or where I went with my parents was Mama Baba. Um, fitness is not going to the gym is not something I do for fun because I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to sweat for hours. I don't want to grunt. I don't want to. I don't want to do this for hours. It's like don't run. I personally get a kick out of it. I get a high from it. But I'm just like yeah. Something that really it's really not fun. But um, the challenge that we do face with the community is transitioning, transitioning the idea and the, like, the way we think about fitness. Mm. You know, we need to start treating it as a need. We need it. We need to treat it as 
what it should be treated as. Um, I'm not saying, you know, one needs to do it for fun. They don't need to do it for competitiveness. You don't need to be a gym rat or gym addict. However, at the bare minimum, you should treat it as a preventative measure of, of, of any, any potential disease, you know, like the first preventative, like diabetes, um, diabetes, right? Three ways that we treat it. Number one, or you have, you have medication and you have insulin therapy. But number one, number one that most doctors, if not all doctors should be saying is exercise and, um, exercise and uh, a proper diet. This is when most people are pre-diabetic, right? Before you are, you know, in the red zone of taking medication and taking insulin, people are always like exercise and diet. And that's, that's what I, I want to get at at the bare minimum is treating fitness as a preventative measure, you know? Um, mm. And that, that's the hard part. You know, the hard part is, is, you know, the lifestyle change. It's, it's, it's difficult. And, and by all means, it's very difficult, you know? Um, it's really hard for someone who's in their fifties you know, their 40s, 50s, 60s, who's been used to living a certain way for so long for someone more likely younger than them wearing a white coat saying, hey, you need to exercise and diet. And he's just like, what do you know? You know, like, who are you telling telling me what to do? In reality, that person in the white coat is right by all means. But that's a hard part is, is changing the lifestyle, you know. And, and you know, by all means, it's, it's, it's hard to change to change your daily habits, you know. Um it's hard to get uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable being uncomfortable, right? Um, but that's where that's where the change happens. That's where the the growth happens, you know. Yeah, that's um, it's interesting because essentially what you're saying is the brand of working out and staying fit is riddled with misconception in our community, right? It's like absolutely, hey, you're you're crazy, you're a gym rat. Like if you go to the gym, you're a gym rat. Right. Like there's no one, there's no right. in between, right? Like you're, you're right. spending all your time in the gym. Like you're totally obsessed with it or you're just like, you don't do it at all. Right. And so right. I think it's, so it sounds like you're saying MinFit, one of their goals is going to be to change that perception. That is the goal in terms of that. Um, and then the challenge where I think I'm having too, and this is where it comes more into research. This is where I'm relying, or I shouldn't say relying on, this is where I'm seeking out to local like imams and, you know, preachers and teachers, if you will, in terms of how can we combine spirituality into this? Um, how do we combine certain, you know, hadiths and sayings and verses, verses and ayahs that can translate, you know, that can complement this meaning, right? That's mm-hmm. the hard part. The hard part is because keeping is it's not just a fitness movement. If it was a fitness movement, by all means, we'll post whatever we want. Hey, do this workout, do this, eat right, et cetera, et cetera. But that one of the biggest aspect is um is fitness, right? Oh, I'm sorry, it's spirituality. Yeah. And um and I'll 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 mention this is that I mentioned that 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 saying that hadith of al mu'min al qawi khayrun wa akhir billah min mu'min da'if that the stronger believer is closer and more beloved to the weaker believer to more beloved than the weaker believer to Allah, right? The stronger believer is more beloved to the weaker more beloved to Allah than the weaker believer. Now, I use the word mu'min, right? And it's mu'min fit. Now, no doubt that that was the, that was the cornerstone of the entire movement. And it still is. That's where the idea originated from, studying this hadith taught by a local imam. It's something that we grew up, I'm sure you heard of it. It's something that we, you know, we, we've heard before. And it's something that hit, hit me hard. And I'm like, oh, great, you know? Um, but the word mu'min, it means believe, right? So if, 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 if we were to change, it means believer, right? But it's, I like to think of it as believe and mu'min fit. Believe in fitness. Believe mm. in this idea of change. Believe in this idea of fitness. Cool. Through God, we will become more fit. And through that, we will be able to worship Him, Allah, God, etc. You know, um, and we'll be able to do that more. Um, so that's where it's funny because I was have, at the time, I didn't know if I wanted it to call uh, mu'min fit or believe fit. Mm. And it was... Um, Mu'min was something I kind of liked more, but one of my mentors actually really liked the term believe fit or believe, believe fitness, if you will. I believe that's what he was saying. But you see what I'm saying is Mu'min means believe, believe in this idea of fitness, believe that you are capable of change. And from there, um, you know, we will, we, we can seek, um, you know, seek change and seek our goals. In the beginning, you mentioned uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, right? And one of the ways that we can 
you know, like Mutment Fit, it sounds like, you know, you're doing the work to give meaning to your workouts, right? And when you have meaning, it motivates you to keep going. And uh, really, it, it'll, inshallah, it'll be a really big movement uh, where a lot of people are benefiting and, and transforming their, not just their physical lives, but their spiritual lives. So uh, really awesome. Thank you so much for joining Absolutely. the show, man. So I got curious and I looked up how many CrossFit gyms there are in the United States. And it turns out there are over 5,000 CrossFit gyms in the United States alone. When you focus on building community, the opportunities to scale will come. Now, as always, I have my key takeaways from this episode. But before we get into that, I want to share a clip with you from a discussion we had with Sifu Harun Raja on branding and MMA Academy. Uh, you you brought up Ip Man, uh, and I think yeah one of the things that uh, I did have on my agenda to cover was that like Ip Man, Kung Fu Panda. There's a lot of movies. Uh, I mean, of course, Bruce Lee, uh, right in his era. Do these media productions that come out? Do they actually raise awareness and bring more traffic to your uh, sites, or is it not really uh, any impact there? It's huge. Uh, it's huge. Um, so e even just going beyond that, I'll just give you an example of something that uh, has a minor play, but still brings traffic to our academy. So um, Denzel Washington did a uh, movie called Book of Eli. Mm -hmm. And in that book, he, he had a blade, in particular, the way he was swinging that blade uh, comes from a Filipino martial, martial art called Kali. We actually teach that martial art and he, the, the stunt choreographers who were teaching him that along with the same stunt choreographers for uh, Keanu Reeves and John Wick, along with the same stunt choreographers for uh, Jason Bourne and the mm -hmm. Bourne Identity movies, all were doing this martial art. And so I literally, uh, this student, if he listens to this podcast, he's going to know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> I had a guy who came and said, I want to be like John Wick, <laughs> literally. <laughs> He wanted to be like John Wick. And I said, okay, uh, you mean you want to learn the arts that he does? Because uh, I can't promise I, I can get you into Hollywood all the way in South Carolina. And no, he, uh, you know, he, he really, uh, and fast forward, he, he's doing all the martial arts stuff. Some of them that were displaying those movies. So it, it does uh, definitely, when marketed properly, and I think when shown properly too, If you enjoyed this discussion with Asa, I am sure you will also enjoy the discussion with Sifu Harun. Check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. It is episode number 26. Now here are my key takeaways. Number one, community is not simply putting a group of people together. Community is about caring and investing in the individual growth of each member. When Asa didn't show up for a couple days to the gym, the owner of the gym reached out to Asa to ask what's going on. That's what community is about. And number two, Passion only gets you so far. You need to have a plan to go with your passion if you really want to make a difference. And that is all for this episode. If you enjoyed this discussion, please consider leaving a review and sharing with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.